What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine, and I'm John Wiener. Last month was the 50th anniversary of Americans walking on the moon, an anniversary loved by the mainstream media that was not celebrated by the left. What is it about the left and the space program? For comment, we turn to D.D. Guttenplan. He's editor of The Nation and author most recently of the book, The Next Republic, The Rise of a New Radical Majority. Don, welcome back. Great to be back, John. Well, the nation wrote about the moon landing back when it happened in the summer of 1969, 50 years ago. What did the magazine say? Well, we said two things, neither of which will surprise your listeners. Um, We thought that the money would be better spent here on Earth, and somewhat surprisingly to me, because it was quite a bit ahead of ahead of our time in, in this, uh, we pointed out that although all the commentators on TV were talking about the blackness of space, all the faces you saw on the screen from Houston and elsewhere were white. Um, so th- that was our contemporary response to the space program, at least as a magazine. Well, that's you know certainly what I thought at the time is what you're describing the magazine said. This was... Uh an attempt to make America look great and distract people from the crimes we were committing in Vietnam and in our inner cities. What did you think 50 years ago? Well, this is maybe where we come into a bit of a generational divide because uh, 50 years ago, which means I, I am old enough to have been alive 50 years ago, i just come back from a Boy Scout camping trip uh, And I was completely in love with the space program. And I guess I never completely lost that sense of awe and amazement. I mean, my my parents uh, had to be prevailed upon to wake me up to watch Neil Armstrong set his foot down that ladder on the moon, but they did. And I'm still eternally grateful. I should maybe also confess, and this isn't something that probably the last editor of the nation would say, that uh, it was one of the sadder days in my life when I realized that that 
having to wear glasses meant I could never become an astronaut, which which was my career ambition, at oh. least until the age of 12 or 13. Um, and I guess when I saw our coverage this time, and uh, I have to say I, I don't always blow my own horn on this program, but it was my idea that we should have some graphic comment on the anniversary of the news landing. And uh, Robert Best, our wonderful design director, came up with, found someone who, who had um, uh, Peter Cooper, the cartoonist, who sent him this wonderful cartoon of Trump on the moon, which allowed me to write one of my favorite recent headlines, which was To the Moon, yeah. which again, for, re for readers of a certain age, will conjure up Jackie Gleason's voice and perhaps his yes. hand making a fist. And I thought that was, the, that was the best rationale we could come up with now for reviving the space program, is if they would promise to put Trump on the first rocket and, may, <laughs> and maybe leave him there. You know, I was trying to get at something a little deeper, which I think uh, is a long-term gripe of mine, which is what I call eat-your-spinach socialism. Uh, and it's simply the idea that, you know, if you're on the left, then... It's all about uh, the greater good, and it's always has, there's always has to be a, a consciousness of all the evil that we're doing all the time, and that there's no space in our lives, because we're not allowed to have space in our lives, for, for simple awe. Now, of course, put awe at putting a man or a person on, on the moon is not simple awe, because that involves a lot of economic and other policy decisions, and, and I think it's perfectly right that the nation noticed them in 1969 and continues to point them out. Uh, but I also think that we, we can do both, that we can, you know, this is, this is in fact the richest country in the history of the world, and we could give everybody uh, decent health care and a decent pension and a decent standard of living and free pre-kindergarten and college education at public universities and still explore space because we're humans and we have the urge to explore. And I guess I wanted to push back a little bit against the, the kind of orthodoxy on the left that says, oh, no, that's not for us. Well, just looking at the money in the mobilization that went into the moonshot, uh, the nation argued then that it was a question of priorities. This was the orthodox objection. The money should have been spent on the inner cities. That was the summer. Let me just remind our listeners when, especially in Detroit and Newark, there were massive riots and rebellions that really destroyed the inner cities there. They showed the desperation and rage that prevailed in northern uh, urban black uh, ghettos. Shouldn't we ask the same question about priorities today? Of course we should ask the same question. And in fact, if you look at the editorial I wrote, A Moonshot for the Earth, it says it has always been a question of priorities. And indeed, we should, we should ask the question of priorities, and I, I urge us to answer it by making the Green New Deal this generation's moonshot. In other words, by making the conversion to a post-petroleum economy and undertaking every bit as ambitious, not just as ambitious economically, although I think we do need to spend money on that order of magnitude at least, but also as ambitious intellectually and emotionally, and even if you want to go there spiritually, uh, that, you know, something to lift the hearts and minds and gazes of a generation, uh, I think, yes, we need to do that, and we, could, we can do that. I, I would slightly demur in the sense that I 
I'm not sure I would sign up to the belief that doing that means we therefore have to turn away from exploring our own solar system. But that's not, that's not my main argument in this, in this editorial. My argument in A Moonshot for the Earth is that the Green New Deal for this generation can be what the space program was for my generation, which isn't just something to watch on TV or to spend money on, but a source of incredible inspiration and wonder. And in your piece for The Nation, you hasten to add that you're not the first person to suggest that we need a mobilization like the space program of the 60s to respond to climate change. Well, that's right. No, back in 2003, the Apollo Alliance tried to bring labor and environmental groups together. And uh, five years ago in the, in the nation, Van Jones was arguing for a green capitalism. I guess what I would say is that those are both good ideas, but they're not ambitious enough. That the Apollo moonshot cost us $288 billion in today's dollars. Uh, and the Green New Deal ought to be at least as big. Um, and also, uh, I point out, well, there are a couple of things. I mean, I point out uh, that unlike the, new, the, the Apollo program, which was a choice and in some sense perhaps a luxury, saving the Earth isn't a choice. It isn't an option. It's a necessity. So we, we have to do it. Uh, but I also think that given that we have to do it, we ought to take a certain amount of comfort from President Kennedy's injunction at the, at the inauguration of the space program that we choose to do these things not because they are easy but because they are hard. I mean, I think getting ourselves off of our addiction to fossil fuels is not going to be easy. But doing it will be an inspiration, and also we have to do it. I think the one other thing to throw in uh, to this discussion, which I didn't really mention in, in my nation piece, is that, you know, it used to be that whenever we would make a case for really ambitious, transformative uh, social programs, and not just social programs, but government programs, because remember, a lot of the same people who say they love, they hate government, cheered on the space program. So, you know, not all government programs are created equal, clearly. That it used to be that the, the conservatives and the Republicans said, well, fiscally, we can't do this because, you know, orthodox economics, because supposedly the laws of economics. Well, all of those laws have been thrown out of the window in the last two years or three years. You know, the, the Republicans clearly think that we can spend money on whatever they want to spend money on. So they have no standing to say we can't spend money on the, on the order of magnitude that it will take to do a Green New Deal on a Green New Deal. And I think that's an important political asset that we should also realize that we have now. So should our conclusion on the 50th anniversary of the moon landing be, if we can put a man on the moon, we can slow down climate change? I think if we can put a man on the moon, we can not just slow climate change, we can get ourselves off fossil fuels, we can build a 21st century transportation system so that Americans don't have to use their cars to get anywhere in this country, and we can provide millions of good, well-paying satisfying union jobs in transforming the economic and energy infrastructure of this country. D.D. Guttenplan, he wrote about how the Green New Deal is this generation's moonshot. Read it at thenation.com. Thank you, Don. This is great. Great to be here, John. Thanks.
You've been listening to Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine. You can hear more interviews like this one at thenation.com, and you can subscribe to Start Making Sense at iTunes Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Wiener. Thanks for listening. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.